What would you do if everyone said they heard your trailer a hundred times? You'd probably make a new one. I'm Justin Sales, the host of The Wedding Scammer, The Ringer's first ever true crime pod. We've been hunting a con man for a few weeks now, and our hunt is coming to an end. Schemes, heartbreak, how to put on a wire. We've covered all this and more, but there are still a few surprises left. Binge The Wedding Scammer wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is brought to you by Brooks. Calling all running nerds, Brooks has just dropped the Go 16, a sweet name for an even sweeter shoe. If you're looking for comfort for that morning jog or when you're hopping on that treadmill, look no further than the Go 16, which has a nitrogen-infused cushioning. That means it's nice, soft, and lightweight. So you got the comfort, but you don't sacrifice the speed. Turn those everyday miles into everyday endorphins and the better than ever Brooks Go 16. Click or tap the banner to learn more. At Walt Disney World Resort, magic is found in spontaneity. The unplanned, the unexpected, an inside joke born in the Haunted Mansion queue, a surprise stitch sighting in Tomorrowland, watching fireworks from your room. These memories aren't made from predetermined plans, but manifested from simply being present and together in the most magical place. Find your moment at Walt Disney World Resort. Welcome into the Ringiverse. This is, of course, the Ringiverse Nexus podcast feed for all things fandom. We are Jungle the Explainer here on Back Questions and Answers. We are Jonathan Little Spy Karma. <laughs> Mr. Stark. I don't even hate the name, dog. Like, can you just stop with the voice? Just take out the baby voice. I'm just, is that how you sound? By the way, Jonathan Kerm is fresh from the salon. Oh my god! Uh, he got all. He got his eyebrows arched. He. I see they cleaned Who's up. Your your eyebrow? Eyebrow? Who's your eyebrow? Who did your threading? Who did your threading? He maybe got it waxed. Wow, that's a fast stop to cap. We haven't even gotten through the intros yet. We're just talking about you look nice. Also, bro. Kerm, you really fast and timely with the button when it's for you. Anytime wow. else, mm. you know, hey. you got a 50 second time. They're getting this crazy. agenda off, this bro. Is crazy. Old man, man, he of the receding, <laughs> resurgent hairline. Kerm's got a strong hairline, strong eyebrow line. And Coke <laughs> Baby Chuck, we are Coke Baby Chuck. 24 karat closer, aka the brunch hottie. Together, we are known as uh, the Midnight Boys. I'm here with you. See? It's a half second late with the pew pew. <laughs> But what it was all about stop the cap. You were on top of it. Chuck got you right. Steve's out today. Uh, he's on vacation. We'll see him in a little bit. We're Where's all he together. Where's on vacation? O Block? I'm not sure. I think he went to O Block. Oh, man. Steve, we haven't heard from him in a minute. Steve, Steve, Steve got to get these O Block. Steve goes to Chicago all the time is where he's from. But he never goes to O Block. I'm starting to feel a way about it. He has <laughs> to go there. He has to go there. Okay. Like he has to go there. Ringerverse, if we have any Ringerverse fans from Old Block, you know, hit Van up. Yeah. Steve yeah. has to go there. Steve has to go there. <laughs> he has to go there and take a picture next to the King Von Mural. We said it. And if not, I'm gonna think things. All right, all right, let's let's not <laughs> let's not bring King Von into this shit. Harold's oh, on, chicken. That's what he has to do. R.I.P. to King Von. Wow. R.I.P. King Von. Uh Jummy. What's up? 
We need people to follow us where? Socials, Insta, That's Twitter, right. Facebook, TikTok, Save Your Job. Socials update. What's going on? I mean, doing great on the socials, but I want to I give you a little shout out. Van. What's up? Top 100 blacks in America, man. That's you. Ooh, daddy. Yo, that's crazy. That's Talk you. That's what, he, that's what he said in the text, bro. <laughs> that's what he said. It's that's the Root the 100. Is. I would like to thank everybody at the Root for putting me in 2023's Root 100. Second time I'm in the Root 100. That's right. Top 100 most influential black people in arts, media, entertainment, and all of that stuff. Thank you. I, that Root 100. It's a ranking. I'm number 100. <laughs> hey, I, I, I just hey, slid in there. Imagine if I was like 101 and I didn't make it. They never tell you, damn, you just didn't make it. Shout out to everybody at The Root. It is really an honor. It's a p- tremendous list to be a part of it. Uh, and, I, and I really do appreciate the honor. It was unexpected. Wait, who's um, 99? Who's 99? Let me look. Let's, they let's had, they had Kai Sinat above you. I, I, I don't know. Kai is way above me. Nah, he's like 96, 97. Nah, he got to be. Uh, Kai could, you could make an argument that Kai Sinat could be number one. Probably. I don't know. After uh, Kai was was carrying yeah. on in the fake jail, I was like. <laughs> yeah, that probably a little too, dropped him a little down too much. a little bit. Probably down like Hit 50 spots probably. Yeah. Yeah. Let's see. Let's see. I am. Fonnie Willis is number one. Coco Golf is number two. Hakeem Jeffries, Halle, Halle Bailey, John Baptiste, Kiki Palmer, six. Um, Uche Blackstock, oh, I like her. Um, number seven, Simone Biles, eight, Pharrell, nine, and then Jamie Harrison is 10. Let's go all the way down. I'm 100. Notice how Nicole, LeBron, LeBron's not on there. Yeah, Kaisenat is 98. See? Oh, so, damn. Yeah. See? Okay. You could have you been up okay. there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, and maybe. It was, it was, it, I, maybe I had a shot. I just need to do a little bit more mm. to get up there. Uh, Nicole Lynn, fantastic, is up here. So shout out to everyone. Um, I will be going to the Route 100 Gala to get my stuff and talk to everybody else's celebration of Black excellence, and I am appreciative of it. Now, uh, back to the goddamn Ringiverse. Here's the deal. Um, we got everybody Uh, Monday, Button Mash will be doing a game swap on games they missed in 2023. Okay, I'm not sure what games they missed, but they're going to be doing a game swap. Monday, House of R will be reacting to the first three Doctor Who 60th anniversary specials. Oh, interesting, Doctor Who. So what are these specials? What, what are they doing Doctor Who related? Are they bringing back old Doctor I'm, Who's or is it new stuff? I think what's so. Happening? I think so. They're bringing back the one white boy who was going crazy on Tumblr back in the day, I think. Going crazy, crazy on Tumblr. David, David Tennant. Tennant. David Tennant. Yes, That's Purple Man. I mean, he's Doctor Who, but he's also Purple Man. Is he not? Yeah. Purple yeah. Man? And we also were getting, a, yeah. we're getting a we're getting an African Americano. Well, he's not American. We're getting a black Doctor Who. So I'm black excited about that. Doctor Who. Yeah. The black Doctor Who, he travels back in time. He really can't go back in time anytime before like 1970 or he's fucked, right? Like, I mean, he could also go to the future, you know. And uh, per- perhaps it, nigga, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe. Oh, way stuff is going in this country. Uh, maybe oh, maybe wow. he can go to the future. Oh, maybe the only year he can go to is 2009. So basically Obama. Maybe that's the only year that's okay for him. And even that was fucking Honestly, up. that was the beginning of the end. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That was like they were just like, we'll never let black people be the same again. Nah, man. It was looking. I remember just real quick. So I used to do this. <laughs> this after school basketball program, right? Mm-hmm. With a, the, somebody that I knew. I did a couple of different mentorships, uh, but this one was just kids 
doing basketball, teaching them how to play the game, the whole nine and stuff. But it was mixed, right? Some kids were white, some kids were black. The also the counselors and stuff were mixed. You know, this is a true story, by the way. The counselors and stuff were mixed. We teach them how to play basketball, teach them how to do different stuff, so whatever. It's like I was like twenty nine at the time at a school over in Hollywood, and one of the kids came up to me, and it was a little black kid, little black guy. He goes, "You like Barack Obama?" And I was like, yeah, I like Barack Obama. He's like, I like Barack Obama too. And he looked at me and he goes, how do you become the president? And I was like, oh, man. You know, because most of the kids, they want to know how they become basketball players and how they become uh, football players, all of that stuff, how they become a rapper. Well, I want to be a rapper. I want to be this. This kid goes, how do you become a president? And I go, well, you got to get really good grades. Barack Obama went to Harvard, the whole nine and all of that stuff. They go, oh, like, you got to do really okay cool i think i want to be the president like barack obama i'm here all moved and one of the other people that was not the guy that was running it that was a friend of mine but somebody else that was helping him do it i was like what did he ask you i'm like he asked how he becomes the president he goes oh now we got everybody's gonna run out kids gonna try to be the president now we're not gonna have anybody to play for the lakers i remember i went wait whoa 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 what collection was this i was he was white I was like, I, I was like, I was like, I was like, <laughs> it's like one of those moments where you go, wait, whoa, whoa, my what? <laughs> and he starts laughing. I'm like, yo, that's not fucking funny. Like, funny. Yo, are you fucking like that's not fucking funny? You you think I'm fucking laughing about that? Like this is a it's a basketball thing, you know? You think the kids want to be now? He's going to be the president. Nobody's going to be playing for the Lakers. I'm like, huh? It's it's Brian ain't got no help because people out here going to Harvard and stuff. Brian ain't got no help because everybody everybody at Harvard. That's Bron, nuts. like right. That's probably the reason why you got Jackson Hayes out there because <laughs> everybody <laughs> Jackson Hayes, Hayes Christian Wood, <laughs> <laughs> Ivy Lee. Everybody else tried to they they stay they, they in law school. They get they they get they, they, they thing get you know they get their JD and, the and LeBron could have LeBron could have eight chips by now, but nah. Yeah. Sabonis Y'all had to go to Harvard. Fucking bruising Anthony Davis where there could be somebody who could stop him. Mm. Nah, he at Princeton. Anyway, um, on today's show, we're going to be giving our instant reactions to the mid-season finale of Invincible. He's invincible. You guys, like we did before, we're going to be spoiling things that are in this episode and in the previous animated episodes of Invincible. However, we will not spoil Things that Jomi and Charles have read in the oh my! Can we not do book. this every single episode? I'm just ever? saying because people are upset about it, and we're not. Where did we Did we spoil these people? Did we spoil anything? No, you didn't. But then why are people upset? Some people brought it up. Some people was like, "Oh, they keep talking about what's going on in the comics and Kerm's eyebrows and all <laughs> that." Guess stuff. what? Niggas need to get a life, bro. Yeah. Log off. Yeah. Wow. Tough. Jeez, tough. Tough. Kerm, g- give me the spoiler warning. Let's see if you're competent enough to do it. Yeah. We're getting ready to talk about the episode. You're listening do that. to Don't a do that. reaction Steve. podcast. Oh, the spoilers are coming. Don't do that. That's on Steve. Not, Steve did not give not me the new Steve's drop. Steve's not Don't here. Kerm is doing it, bro. No, Kerm is filling in, bro. He's doing us a favor. Stop. 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 That's Stop. a running joke. Kerm is fantastic. We have to put you in the know for this episode. The only way to do that is the Midnight Manifest. The only person who can do that is Charles.
All right, this is your Midnight Manifest for Invincible, episode four, written by Helen Lay. Get a flashback from all his time on Thraxa after his battle with Mark on Earth. No one reveals to Mark that he's had another son with the Thraxan, but fears Viltrumite agents will kill the baby for its perceived weak genetics. When the Viltrumites eventually attack, Mark takes his mother-in-law and brother to hide in a cave while his dad fights them off. Meanwhile, on Earth, Adam Eve struggles with her superhero wife after accidentally getting two people killed, while Debbie distances herself from Cecil and her old life Nolan. On Thraxa, Nolan and Mark team up to defeat the Viltrumites but are badly wounded in the process, and Nolan is taken away to be executed while a Viltrumite informs Mark that it's now his responsibility to get the Earth ready for their invasion. And that has been your Midnight Manifest for Invincible, Episode 4. All right. Chuck Wagon. Your thoughts? Hey, it was hard. I, I feel like Jomi can agree with me. It was very, very difficult not to get excited or be too excited because I knew this was going to happen. Like, this was going to be the episode that I think finally gets us in high gear. I remember when the comics were coming out, just, I was like, what the fuck? Nolan is here. They got a kid. Oh, like, I think that this this episode did what it needed to do. I think it also, shout out to the team, shined a very, very, very um, important light in something in our society that I think honestly goes unchecked a lot is that you know white people got fucked up families too you know fathers be hiding kids you know what i'm saying getting baby moms getting motherfuckers pregnant asking they asking they son to take care like this shit happens to white people too and i think invincible is shining a very very important light that these white dads they ain't shit omni man ain't fucking shit I hated that motherfucker in this episode. I was like, dog, he didn't even say sorry. He saw his kid. He didn't even say sorry, bro. You know, but I will say something about this. You know, I've talked before about how the Mark Omni-Man situation is not dissimilar from my relationship <laughs> with my dad in a lot of ways. I watched this and I was like, I didn't want to bring it up. And, I, and I'll say something real quick. Is you know, my parents broke up and then my dad got a new lady and you know they had they they have a kid they have my little my little brother Gavin and i love my little brother he's great just like i'm sure that mark will come to love the little blueberry motherfucker that <laughs> his his dad has but at the same time at first you like man at first you like on some what this is the way it feels at first you like huh and i'm older than mark i was like 31 when gavin was born at first you oh, like damn. at first you like nah nah but it's tough. <laughs> I was gonna ask, did your dad do the Nolan thing where he's just like, come on, you just, like love him? Come on, do, do the thing. My dad was like, that's your brother. Whatever you feel about me, that's your brother. That's your brother. You you want to be scum? You know, take it out on a child. That's your brother. Absolutely. That's exactly what Omni Man did. Yeah. That's like, man, nuts. Whatever your beef with me is, hey, it's cool. But he's innocent in all this. Yeah. You know? No, but also like, it was him. really egregious because he didn't even warn Mark before he walks in there. He's like, yo, I got a new boo thing. Like, don't even trip. Mark had to watch like the woman like kiss his dad. He remembers Omni Man calling his mama pet. I'm like, Omni Man really ain't shit, bro. Yeah. Omni Man. Omni Man, <laughs> at least my dad kept it all the way gangster. Omni Man be lying and just, <laughs> he just, he is really toxic dad. He is toxic dad. You know, he, he really is. I'll tell you something. 
this episode was phenomenal, man. Like, I haven't read the comic books. This episode was phenomenal. Were you this, expecting it? Like, did you did you expect the twist? Were you surprised? Well, I know where things kind of go because I like okay. I dipped into it a little bit, but for some reason it wasn't any less effective on me when I saw it on the cartoon because they they are going in a way that kind of makes it unpredictable still. When you're looking at it, you don't know which parts of the story they're going to put in where and how things are going to go and all of that. So it, it, it resonated the same way. It hit so hard. You feel so much for Mark. You just, it's so almost instinctual, primal, the connection to want to be, uh, the, the, excuse me, the emotion to want to have a connection to your father and to want to, be seen in a certain light by him and want and the want to want to look up to him and to have an intact family and all of that. And to know that there's this underlying thing of superhero angst and we have to save the world and you can't be mad at me because you have a bigger purpose. It's such an amazing way to put the hero's responsibility into context when you look at it. Like you don't have time to have emotions uh, about what I did to you and your mother because you're invincible and you got to do this greater thing. You got to think about everybody else other than yourself. And then at, even at the end of the episode, then I'll throw it to Jomi, when he's imploring Mark to fight like a Viltrumite and Mark is fighting the urge to be his father, you know, in a life or death situation, there's just so much subtext and you just normally don't get that with a ton of animated stuff, bro. I'm sorry. It's, this, this show hits in a different way when it's really working. Jomi, what do you think? No, I, I love this episode. You know, like Charles, I knew what was coming, but it still, it still hit. I mean, the animation was good. The fight scene was like was fire. You know, and to to your point, Van, this episode does so much for for Nolan, for Debbie, and for Mark, and seeing like that microcosm, that like the fight with Nolan and Invincible and the two other Viltrumites. And like you said, Nolan's got to be like, hey, bro, you got to stop fighting these people like the Earth people. Fight them like your life depends on it. That's some, That's a theme that's going to continue on. Like Debbie learning to to be to stand up for herself, and and that's going to continue on. And Nolan's journey, like we're just seeing the beginnings of what Invincible has to offer. And for right for this like forty five minute stretch, it was awesome. I can't wait to see. What happens next? Because if it's on this same level, we're in for like a, a really special time. I mean, I also think what this episode. episode did well is that I think a lot of shows or at least a lot of superhero shows want to do this thing where you have someone like Omni-Man who isn't who he's an anti-hero and they tend to lean more on the hero. And I think that anti-hero. This, you don't think he's an anti-hero? How many how many people do you get to kill and still have the hero thing? I, like he, I mean, that, how man, many niggas I, did Wolverine kill? Not like this, bro. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Wolverine, bro? Not like this, bro. Wolverine. It's a little bro. different, Charles. It's Wolverine's different. lived for a hundred years. Nah, Again, Wolverine didn't, Wolverine didn't put nobody in front of no train. No, but this term, because I see Wolverine killed a lot of niggas. Let's be real now. He killed a lot of people. 
Wait, guys, this is ridiculous. Okay. Omni Man is like was like Chicago. You know Omni-Man, what I'm saying? Like Omni Man has killed, excuse me, Wolverine. We're gonna get into a whole thing here. Wolverine has <laughs> killed enemy combatants. Okay. Well, well uh, Wolverine has been evil. He's been taken over by Hydra. And when he was with Weapon X, they were they were sending him out there to kill anyone and everyone, especially in his berserker age. Like, come okay. on. Okay. So look, I'm telling you right now, I personally think. Let me tell you something else. This is a, another reason why the Wolverine thing is different. It's a good conversation. <laughs> the hero and entity here. Yo, you got like you you are so mad. No, I'm saying it's a good conversation. I think also the fact that Omni Man came to Earth with purely villainous intention, that it was all a fake, all a guise, all a ruse, so that he could then take over the world. And then on the way out, when Mark found out about him, he just go ahead and killed five, 6,000 people. I think that's pretty squarely villain territory. I don't know if you can really compare him to Wolverine. I I'm get not it. saying he's a good guy. He's, he's, he's a bad guy, but you like him. he's an anti-hero. He saved a lot of people before this. <laughs> I would say at the end of the episode, seeing like how the Viltrumites are and how that's just the culture he grew up in, the fact that he's slightly resistant. I see your point, Charles. I, I, I'll put him in this. He's closer to like a Vegeta from Dragon Ball Z than he is a villain. Where it's like, yeah, you know, uh, killed a couple thousand people. That is bad. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna defend that. But what I was going to say mm-hmm. is that I think what this show does well is that they allow Nolan to be an asshole. But within that, I think the I don't know if it's my favorite, but the most emotionally effective part of the episode was when Mark doesn't know if he wants to punch his dad. And like Nolan is like getting ready, like, all right, we're going to have to do this thing. And then Mark just hugs him because I'm like, oh, that is such a real emotion. Like everybody, especially if you have a troubled relationship with your father, has had that moment where you're like, I love you so much. And I also want to deck you right now. And I think Invincible never kind of shies away from those more difficult emotions in a way a lot of superhero movies or TV shows do. It actually rakes you over the coals with them and asks you to look into yourself and things that have happened. It asks just such brutal humanity from a superhero show. It really is. And I think that's where shows like Invincible and The Boys are getting it right. Because it's not just about human people. It's about human frailty. And a lot of other superhero entities try to do that. But it's a little too shiny sometimes. The suits look too nice. Even the the villains are, are the stakes are too high. It's, you know, it's hard to think about being a person when the stakes are universal, when they're the whole galaxy is 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 under threat. Um but there's something intimate about this show that they get right in, in all of in the main storylines and the other storylines. There's something just very familiar about it. I think we touched um, on it yeah. in like earlier episodes, but they let these characters like deal with like have their emotions and deal with it. Like in some other properties, some sad would happen. It's like, all right, pal, you got you got to get back out there, buddy. You know, and it's like, all right, cool. I'm gonna just you know do my superhero thing. Like in the first episode, Mark was like just in a daze. Right, saving people, not even like thinking about it, just very much on autopilot. And in this episode, he sees his dad, and for the first 20 minutes, 
he's having just like the worst time, right? <laughs> finding out his dad is remarried. Finding out his dad has a has a kid. Oh, they didn't lie for you to get here. Uh, like he's just like freaking out. He's like so upset. And then the Vichmites come. Then he's got to fight them. And like it's just like like your head got to be spinning, like just out of control. His pops is like, "Hey, pal, figure it out." You gotta, you gotta stop like all this. Like, I can't die. You can't die. You can't let your little brother die. Get, get to it, you know. And then at the end, he's he's got his guts out. Like, it's just the worst time for Mark. And the only time he kind of even little like figures that out a little bit is when his dad's like, "Hey, I need you right now. Get it done." Like, that's gotta be like some real mental like nut craziness going on for Mark. And we usually don't like see like, people get so messed up in these kind of properties. And so having Mark having to deal with that, knowing like in order to like protect the people he loves, he's going to have to become even more like his father. It's just like, uh, it's, it's a crazy thing he's going to have to deal with. And I, I, I love the show for that. Honestly, yeah. but to be real, you know, I think we scrubbed it from the last or from one of the invisible podcasts, not to bring up uh, the VH1 Saturday evening classic, the Jacksons. But hey, you know, Omni Man saw. He was like, "Yo, wow, yo, he's like, wow. yo, wow. Mark, wow. <laughs> like, bro, I'm doing this. You got, you got, you got to do it." And Mark, I'm, I didn't think he had it. I didn't think Mark had it in him. That motherfucker was getting busy for a moment. I was like, okay, like, apologize. You got, you weren't familiar with this game. I, hey, Mark, if we're being real. Does not have a winning record on this show. He, he has. He doesn't have a. He's fucking punchy, bro. He gets fucking destroyed. And you know what? That's another reason why the show works to the level that it does. Mark, seeing Mark get fucked up, teeth bust up, eye out the socket, stabbed in the chest, kicked in the mouth kicked in his ass, all of that stuff, you you feel the danger for him. It's a really interesting storytelling device to see a hero that messed up. We know Superman gets hit, he flies back, he hits the wall, the thing goes, oh, we see the damage in how he damages other things. Oh, Superman must have really got hit hard because he flew into a mountain and the fucking mountain collapsed. He comes out, not a scratch on him. But think about the power that these people must have to be able to do that to Superman, whatever. This, we always see it on Mark. We see it on Omni-Man. There are stakes. It's life or death. Entrails coming out. Stuff like that. It's not just used as a gore gag. It's actually used as a, a vehicle to kind of show you that the characters are in real danger. And that's another thing about this world. All of these characters are always in some sort of actual palpable peril whether it be emotional, whether it be physical, whether it be relationship-wise, whatever it is, you feel that. Alan the Alien in the last episode, you feel for him. It's hard to do for superheroes, but the show works. What do we think about the other storylines that are going on? A lot of people going through a lot of shit. It's a downtime. I thought the other storylines would have worked in another episode, but in this episode, I felt almost like took a little bit away from the momentum. Like Adam Eve, I like I I feel for Adam Eve, but it is hard to care as much when I'm like, yo, Mark is millions of miles away, getting destroyed by the Viltrumites, and Adam Eve is like, 
I don't have friends anymore. And I'm just like, damn. Like, damn. Jeez. Like, I mean, here's the thing, too. Debbie, I did feel for her, though, because I'm just like, you know, motherfuckers depressed when they walking around a city with no shoes on. That's what I uh, knew. I was like, this is rock bottom. Man. Well, I what I was very what I thought was cool about not cool, but something that the show did that I thought I like was it. very interesting was the show opens with the end of season one when Omni Man flies out and he's just like going through space, bro, chilling, goes goes a beard, sitting on a planet, depressed, is like looking into a black hole and is letting the black hole absorb himself, right? Then we see Debbie, and she's walking through the city. She goes to the bridge. Like, despite everything that they've, like, you know, put each other through, or not really put each other through, but I don't even know, but Debbie through, they still, like, there's, like, a little one, one, like, you know, some mind meld still going on. Like, when they're down bad, when they, like, they react to things the same way. You know what I mean? I thought the show, like, you know, contrasting how they, how they do the, how they go through stuff was, like, pretty interesting. I don't disagree with you, Charles, about like the uh, the momentum getting taken away. Ex- Although I like Debbie's and Eve's uh, little, little things going on, Donald, I can't cosign. No, here's the thing: I like I like their storylines in any other episode. Like I get it. Like I didn't mind like, it in this episode. I didn't mind Adam in this Eve. Even Adam Eve having killed two people, like I understand. Like I emotionally feel for her. To your point, Donald, I'm like. Dog, what are we doing with Donald? Like, I, I was like, bro, who gives a fuck, bro? I, don't know like, what's going on. I thought, like, I thought that was like, a, I thought it was gonna be set up for a gag. You know, I'm sure they'll they'll play it play it off later because you see him, he stabs himself. Did, and Don, did like, Donald? And I, Donald did. He no, he alive. blew up. He blew up. Yeah. So it's you know like it's a he's trying to robot figure out what's yeah, he's trying to figure out he's what's going to on. Figure out what's going on. Yeah. Uh, like it's yeah, it's mad weird because. I don't. I have no idea what's going on with that. One. I have no clue. I got I, no clue. It, I, I I couldn't really follow it. Like no knowledge from the comics gives you guys know what happened. I'm not saying nothing. I'm not saying nothing. Wait, really quick before I forget. Very briefly on Nolan. Also, one thing that like made me feel like yo, this nigga ain't shit, is that he tries to explain to Mark. He's like, yo, man, you don't understand. These aliens, the Thraxans, are different. They, it's like one Earth year. I think they say. Is yeah. their lifespan? And I'm like, Nolan, that makes it worse. Because essentially, he had what? He fell in love with this woman within a matter of probably like days or weeks. Then they have a kid. Nolan does, his lifespan is not a year. Why should Mark feel anything? That that almost makes me hate Nolan more. You're thinking like a virtual right now. Yeah. You're thinking like that life don't matter because... They no, no, no. It's not lives. that their life doesn't matter, but Nolan can't use their short lifespan as an excuse for him being like, you know, I know I did call your mom a pet, and it does seem like I got over really quick and I just made another family, but time works here differently. I'm like, you can't use that excuse, Nolan. That well, doesn't give you points. I mean, well, the reality is that because time works differently, she might have been on different time. You know, in that in that land, Show me. I didn't even get a chance to. I'm already being judged. <laughs> you you know, are being prejudged, man. I, I, I'm all. I didn't even said anything. <laughs> Y'all think this is right? I haven't even said. I it. mean, it's it's how you said it though. She's on different time. 
She's on different time. What's wrong with that? What type of time is she on, Van? Like, so you meet someone and, you know, you can go out on a couple of dates. She's on bug lady time. And this lady. Calling it bug lady time is crazy. <laughs> I don't understand what's happening. I feel, this, okay, so, so this is a time. Have you ever dated someone who's on bug lady time? How does that sound, man? Yeah, I have. Um, Yo! I actually have. So we're swapping hey, out bug lady for demon time? Is that what we're doing yeah, here? No, is that what I'm saying. saying here? Look, this is unfair. You know what you guys are doing to me right now? You're Draymond greening me. Meaning you're assessing a technical file when I haven't really done anything. Anybody else who said that, they wouldn't have got teed up. I'm getting teed up because of prior wild things that have been said. What I'm All I'm saying is this. The reason why it went faster is because she only got a year to live. So when you get there and you make googly eyes with her, the first time you meet her, she goes, okay, so when are we moving in together? She ain't got the time. She ain't got the time. Nolan does. Yeah, but Nolan... But she doesn't. I, I get what Van is saying. So she Nolan, Nolan is reacting to her. Like, Nolan is like, can we go out on a date? And she's like, nah, man. Fuck all that. It's time for procreation. You know what I mean? Like, and so... And then they had the little blueberry dude. See, y'all thought I was on some different stuff. I'm saying at the time, it's not Nolan's fault. Kerm changed. You change your mind. I said, well, I'm making sense. The time is different. I can't blame Nolan because everything moves faster there and he's just acclimating... Um, to the society that he lives in. Ha! It makes know, sense. Man. We don't know Resent what you... We technical. Gotta, yeah, we got to look at you. We got to look at close. Like, you know what I'm saying? We got to be like, yeah, all right. <laughs> always on the... We always got the yellow hand on the yellow card. Always stay, stay strapped. This episode is brought to you by Brooks. Calling all running nerds, Brooks has just dropped the Go 16, a sweet name for an even sweeter shoe. If you're looking for comfort for that morning jog or when you're hopping on that treadmill, look no further than the Go 16, which has a nitrogen-infused cushioning. That means it's nice, soft, and lightweight. So you got the comfort, but you don't sacrifice the speed. Turn those everyday miles into everyday endorphins and the better than ever Brooks Go 16. Click or tap the banner to learn more. This episode is brought to you by cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. So we had some criticisms about the last episode. We did we weren't terribly critical of it. Okay, we had some criticisms. Did the strength of this episode as an ending to the four episode tranche of Invincible that we got did it end strongly enough to A 
kind of dispels some of the things that we had said about the season in the past in, 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 in earlier episodes and B, leave you wanting more for when the next ones drop. I mean, I think it definitely made me excited for the second half of this season. Um, yeah, they just killed it. And I'm just like, I want more episodes. I don't know if I feel any different about the momentum in terms of, I still think that the, the season started off slower. And I think we honestly have the same problem where now I felt so good about this episode and I'm so hyped for this episode. I'm kind of actually bummed that we have to wait and I don't know how long the wait is, but I don't know if I'm going to feel the same way by the time episode five comes out because then we're going to have to do the thing of like, okay, what happened in episode four? All right, let's get back in this. Am I tripping or Jomi, do you think that like this episode was so good that it retroactively makes you think about the season differently and gets you just as excited for the second half? I don't think it makes me think about the season differently, and it definitely gets me excited for the second half. I mean, the thing is, we don't, we're not going to wait 30 months for the next four episodes. So I think like that's a bonus, right? Ultimately, does, it, does it have a date? No, I don't believe so. But okay. they said like what, early 2024, you know, so like we should be in good shape the next like three months or so. But this episode gets me so hyped for the next four because Mark has to come back to Earth. And he's supposed to be the person who's, you know, uh, supposed to take over the earth for the vulture rights. But obviously, he doesn't want to do that. So, like, how does he, like, weigh that with all his other superhero responsibilities, being going to college, being a teenager, the whole thing? I can't wait to see how that goes, man. I'm excited. Yeah. I don't know about y'all, but I'm excited. Yeah, I'm excited to see how things work with Mark's mother. Yeah. Um. You would think with everything else going on that that storyline wouldn't be hitting. It is, especially when you juxtapose it with Nolan's new life. Nolan's new life and then going back to her, just expert storytelling here. Expert storytelling. And let me point something else out here. Particularly in this episode, the voice acting is phenomenal. Phenomenal. Fee, F-E-E. I loved J.K. Simmons kills it, bro. I right. J.K. So Simmons, J.K. Simmons is so good. Stephen Yeun is so good. Like the yeah. voice acting is amazing in this. You feel the emotions of the characters. You know what I mean? It's really, really, really good. Uh, I think that's another strength of the show. The Adam Eve stuff, I, I didn't really care about. And I will say this: they're not doing a fantastic job with Adam Eve this 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 season. Um, her one shot was really great. But as far as making her interesting um, this season, they're not doing a fantastic job with her. But maybe it's not time for that yet. You know what I mean? It's not time, but they're not doing a great job with Adam Eve uh, as of yet. Am I wrong? I mean, also, that? but it's like there's a lot of characters that they are juggling right now yeah. in terms I, of storylines. I think Adam Eve will get hers. It's just to your point, Van, it's a she probably has the weakest storyline that isn't what's his face, isn't a. Uh, is an old glasses dude. Donald. But, oh, Donald. Donald. Oh, Donald. Can I ask you guys this? Seth, Seth Rogen um, has been working on a live action Invincible movie forever. And it's probably going to get made now, now that the, the cartoon is a success. How would you make an Invincible movie now that so many people not only kind of know the twist, 
But it's like, is the first movie just Omni-Man versus Mark? Well, a couple of You things. know what I'm saying? A couple of things. Number one, you have to make the Invincible movie assuming that most people don't know the twist. Right? Yeah. You have to make the Invincible movie uh, figuring that people don't know the twist and then figuring that other people want to see it in live action. That's one reason. I wonder if J.K. Simmons would actually play Omni Man. Interesting. Maybe. Mm. Could J.K. Um, Simmons play Omni Man right now? I don't think. I don't, I don't know. Mm, a little longer. I don't tooth. know. But he has. But he has. He got swole and really swole shape. Oh, for, for cable? Uh, not not for cable. For um, nigga, that was Josh Brolin. <laughs> no, 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 no. Didn't J.K. Simmons? Wasn't he trying to? No, nah, it was. I think the it was other the other dude. It was the other dude. Avatar. Yeah, that's so racist. Oh. <laughs> That's crazy. I that's thought that's so J. racist. <laughs> no, that's J.K. Nice. Simmons got got in great shape so he could play Commissioner Gordon. Mm-hmm. And, and oh, Justice yeah. Sorry, I got my white people fucked up. <laughs> wow, wow. Tap is the best. Play the music. Play the trunk. Play Wait, the do we have the anti Wakanda music? What's the anti Wakanda? Current, play the drums. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You know what? I will say this. We do need music for when we're being racist to Steve. <laughs> Wait, what would the music be? I'm trying to Would it think, be like maybe... MGMT, Electric Feel? Oh, no. I love that song. That yeah. song is so good. <laughs> I love that song. You well, you there's to... way whiter songs than Play Electric Feel. Macklemore, Thrift Shop. Yeah! Gotcha. Gotcha. <laughs> I'll make that clip for y'all. No, nah, we should what, just have Siri. What, what? We should just have Siri read Macklemore's apology to Kendrick every single time. We're we play Macklemore <laughs> Thrift Shop. Whenever Steve makes a point from now on, Thrift Shop will be played. It's not like Thrift Shop sucks. It's just really white. Wait, like, is thrift- that the, that can't be the whitest rap song ever? What's that? What's that? I mean, What's the whitest rap song ever. The thrift Shop is pretty white. Thrift Shop is pretty white. That's got to be number one, right? Nah, that shit goes. I'm sorry. Stop. I mean, yeah. Other way, and listen, ice is back with a brand yeah. new edition. Something grabs a hold of me softly, fold like a heartbeat daily and nightly. I'm telling <laughs> you, bro, like that shit goes, bro. Y'all want around? What about what about Shake It by Metro Station? I don't know what that is. That's actually that's a good pick. That's whoa, whoa. Iggy Iggy Azalea's fancy is is like egregious. That yeah. one, yeah, I don't, I don't know, man. I, I'll say the thing is, she was with Ti though. Macklemore was just on a white island with another white boy just making hits. And they gave him all the awards. Yeah. If, if I was Macklemore, I would have called the Grammys ahead of time and been like, I don't want it. <laughs> it's like, you know what I'm saying? Like if I was Macklemore, I'd have been like, hey, 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 give me, give me four years before y'all give me one. If y'all give me one now, it's going to look away. Don't give me the Grammy. I'm serious. I'm not, this is Macklemore, nigga. That's what I would have said. Don't give me the Grammy. If you give me the Grammy, it's over. Macklemore nigga is crazy. <laughs> yeah. I'd be like, yo, Macklemore, nigga. this is how the call would have went. <laughs> Hello, Grammys. Yo, what up? It's Macklemore. <laughs> Don't fuck my career up by giving me this Grammy. I'm telling y'all right now, y'all give me this Grammy and this, around the same time that Straight Outta Compton came out and everything going on. These motherfuckers never gonna forgive me. I- All right, give it to Kendrick. This Macklemore nigga, Seattle, we out. And that would have been a whole. To be call. fair, Macklemore recently has been standing on business. You know what I'm saying? So, he's been doing his thing. Well, there's uh, nothing wrong. There's nothing wrong with not Macklemore. musically, but like there's there's nothing wrong with Macklemore. I'm just saying that they set him up 
when they gave him that. Why did you give it? You should when you gave it to him. Like black people was gonna be like, ah, too much. No, we like to we, we like the song. You go to the thrift shop. It's something cool to rap about. We couldn't rap about that. There's not a, a black artist in the world who can make a song about going to the Goodwill. Let me I'm telling you, it's never gonna happen. Bro, so let while me, we're I, on this I tangent, can't... do you believe? Do you believe what Three Stacks said? If Andre Three Thousand came out with a song about colonoscopy, would you listen to it? I think he could make it ill. <laughs> You're such a fucking liar. That's crazy, You're bro. You're such a liar, bro. That's Man. nuts. I think he can make it ill. You don't believe that. You don't the believe song, that. You song, don't believe that, Y'all don't believe that. But here's the thing. This is the thing with Vision. Y'all think that the song is going to be called Colonoscopy or something. The song, the name of the song will be Up My Ass. Right? That's and even worse. Start, That's much worse. Hey, nah, yeah, you think about the song yeah. "Up My Ass" and he, he he makes a cool metaphor about All it. Right, you don't rap, know to the end. What, what, what would be some of the first bars from "Up My Ass"? I, I don't know, bro. I don't want to rap. My, I'm not Andre 3000. It's gonna, <laughs> it's, it's gonna lead to nothing. But like, if this first track is "Up My Ass" and you think it's about something different, and at the end you realize it's about a colonoscopy from a 48 year old guy. That's the type of genius shit that makes you one of the greats of all time, one of the goats. I don't know. It's not. It's the no, vision. No. The vision. I don't have the vision. All right, back to the goddamn show that we're here. Um, all right, so very important. Mm. Live action Invincible movie. Charles was talking about it. I think it could be successful. I do wonder though if the show is better in animation because it's free of some of the limitations that live action gives us. Question is not whether or not the sh- it would be packed the same punch. It's all the things that we're talking about. Does the show lose 70% charm if it goes live action? Episodes like the one that we're talking about make me feel like I want to see it in live action. This is the first time I was like, I I want to see this. But, you know, certain things are for certain mediums. What do you guys think? Do you, you know, I know what Charles is saying, but would it even work? So that's, I, I think what makes this show work is that it is such an ensemble where you just don't care about Invincible and Omni-Man. You care about Debbie. You care about the Guardians of the Globe, Robot, all of these characters. And can you get that same level of investment in them with a two-hour movie? I don't, I don't know. I don't think so. Um, I think if anybody can do it, like Seth can do it. They did an amazing job with, honestly, a bunch of shit they touch. But, yeah, I don't know. I think emotionally it'd be harder, but... Yo, I really want to see Omni Man versus Invincible live action. That shit would be ill. <laughs> so bright. I, I think it depends on the performances. Like, who do you get to play Omni Man? Who do you get to play Debbie? Who do you get to play Invincible? Because is Steven Yoon too old to play Invincible? Probably. Mm, maybe. But are you guys? Time, are you guys smoking dope? That man is forty. Like yeah, it, it, like, it looks well, great. Like he no, looks great for great. forty. What do you, you want you, from like, me? He looks guys, great. That's not no. They're gonna Toby cast McGuire a teenager. Forty when he was Peter Parker, bro. They're not. He's not playing invincible, bro. He's not playing invincible. That's a grown fucking guy, bro. They gonna get Timothy Chalamet <laughs> to play invincible, and they gonna get uh, Zendaya to that play Adam Eve. Nuts. <laughs> That'd be nuts, bro. <laughs> Timmy, Timmy as invincible. Dog, nah. I mean, yeah. It really depends on performances. Like, if we if we can believe, like we did watching the show, like watching animated show, that holy crap, 
his dad is like the most super villain of super villains. And he's willing, he's like just on a razor's edge of willing to destroy his, like kill his son and take over the world. I think it'll work, you know, no matter what. But we just have to, we'd have to see it. Can we talk about something that we we oftentimes make fun of with superhero shows? Um, that I was thinking about when I was watching this redemptive arcs of characters that, who have done really terrible things. We've we briefly touched on it here about whether or not Omni Man is hero or villain. But it struck me when I was watching this that what we're probably going to see is a redemptive arc for Omni-Man. And that redemptive arc is going to come through his reinsertion um, into Mark's life as his father. And when we see redemptive arcs from people, we normally see them redeem themselves by doing really human, relatable things. Bucky redeems himself by being a friend. Things that All we right, don't that's see. that's nuts. That is how he did I mean, that is how he did it, but he didn't. That's how he did it. He didn't. He didn't redeem himself in my book. Like y'all can't just hold hands at the end of the day and be like, "Yo, it's all peachy." Like you still, no, I, you know how that. I feel. But what what I'm saying is that's normally what they do. Villains are normally uh, uh, depicted as subhuman because they can't do these things. They can't genuinely love. They can't genuinely care. Anything about a villain that is humanly relatable is seen as a reason that they can redeem themselves, right? Like, Dr. Octopus is not as bad as we think. He's trying to save his wife. Uh, Sandman, not as bad as we think. Trying to save his daughter. The other people that are strictly out for power and, ah, they're bad. When I was watching this, and I know that Omni-Man is probably about to be on the road to redemption, I was thinking, motherfucker, do humans matter? You know, by the end of this episode, I am on Omni-Man's side. I'm like, yeah, get him, Omni-Man, because there's a worse bad that's coming. But God damn, the last time we saw Omni-Man, he was getting busy in the most brutal ways. I, I mean, here's the thing. Do human lives ever matter in these movies? We, we watch Iron Man. Iron Man was out here selling fucking mass weapons of mass destruction. You know what I mean? Like, uh I don't know if humans have ever mattered in these, these superhero stories at all. You, like, by the end of Age of Ultron, these motherfuckers did kill a whole country. You know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what do they have to do then? Because I think the next four episodes are going to deal with this. They're going to deal with Mark trying to uh, deal with his new life. We're going to see Alan again and everything that the Viltrumites did to him. And I'm certain that we're going to get something that uh some storyline that that um pairs Mark and uh Nolan together again. Uh does that work for y'all? I can't answer this because I know too much and this is y'all fault spoiler spoiler land. So I'm <laughs> pleading the fifth. Here's what I'll say. Our boy uh Nolan is in he's in the Mark prison. He's supposed to get executed. Right, like that's the that's the name of the game. They're like, we're gonna execute your father. He it was treason, this and that, right? Yeah, I can't. Also, can't answer it. <laughs> I'm trying to think about it. Nah, I can't put it together. I'm not getting, I'm not getting fucking caught up with this. I'm shit. not getting caught up. No, well, look, here's here's okay. I here's here's what I'll say. 
we go where you, you say humans don't matter, right? We're gonna have to go back to Earth and and deal with that, right? Mark is gonna have to go to Earth, but like, hey man, I'm protecting all these people uh, from whatever little thing y'all got going on. Meanwhile, there's like some, you know, some white clothed aliens out there who only wear only have one type of mustache apparently, and all they want to do is kill me and destroy my world. Like, how do I then like? go to college how do i like be a boyfriend how do i be somebody to my mom when the back of my head i know that there are like people way like way stronger than me out here trying to like destroy me and my my the people i love that's gonna be something that's gonna before before we get off of invincible i have a question that's kind of semi-related so robert kirkman uh dropped some news that i Kirky Kirky dog? Yeah, that I don't think he was supposed to. He said Steven Yoon hit him up after a fitting for Thunderbolts, and he's like, yo, I know that like my hero in the MCU essentially is blue and yellow, and a lot of people are running with Steven might be the sentry in Thunderbolts. How do you feel about sentry probably being now the main antagonist of Thunderbolts? Are y'all familiar with the Sentry? Yeah. Sentry in the motherfucking void. Um, the Sentry is so OP. You know? <laughs> I hated the Sentry in comics. Like he, it? it was like, I'm like, what you gonna do, bro? <laughs> well, I mean, that's why you have the Void. The Void is always there to kind of bring the Sentry back. I think that would be awesome. I think it would be awesome. Like, once again, my whole thing with Marvel is dot, 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 if done right. If done right. It could be very fun. I don't know what a team featuring Black Widow is going to do with the century. No, but that's why I think it's cool. That's actually why I'm super interested because the team is a bunch of scrubs. Who's on it? It's Black. It's Yelena. It's Ghost. Ghost Yelena. uh, Red Guardian. Red Guardian. Red Guardian. Bucky. Um, Bucky. uh, Uh, Who else? Shit. Um, Oh, uh, our boy from the Falcon and the Soldier. Not Cap, the Cap, the US uh, agent. baby Cap. Yeah, US, US agent. agent. Yeah, I don't know what um, this team's doing against that Wait, there's, but I mean, assuming, I mean, Red Hulk would probably be somewhere in the mix not, of that Not situation. confirmed, but yeah, you'd think so. You'd think Red Hulk would be somewhere there. Uh, I mean, look, they're a superhero team. They oh, find also Taskmaster. Do. That's the last one. We're yeah, forgetting Taskmaster. Line. Also, yeah, I yeah. don't know. Oh uh, yeah, I mean, look, that thing it's, it's what it is. The century being the villain is fine. It, 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 I would really enjoy that. I would really enjoy the character coming into the MCU the right way. Uh, as long as there there's a clear narrative with what they're going to do, I think it all works. All of it, all of it. Let's do it all. Century, bring everybody in there. We thought Adam Bashir. You know what we didn't talk about is that some people were thinking that Adam Bashir was going to be in the Marvels. Nope, didn't happen. <laughs> Black man, you're not gonna be in that movie. That's not it's not your thing. Remember everybody thought that that was about to happen? No. I, I don't no remember this about. at all. What? I don't know what you're talking about. I have no idea. You don't remember people saying that Adam Bashir was gonna be in the Marvels, that maybe nope. Blue Marvel was gonna be in the Marvels. Am I making this up? Did I dream? No, this? Well, oh, Blue Marvel. Man, Blue Marvel was never gonna be in this movie. Like, that's why I can't. Some I people can't thought really he was. Understand. Some people thought he was gonna be in the movie. It was a thing that was said. The same people who thought Mephisto was gonna be in WandaVision? I mean, look, everyone thinks everything. We're thinking so much that we're not enjoying the stuff. 
Mm. But I or be- maybe the stuff is bad and we're forced to think about how it could be better or more exciting. All right. Are we finished talking about Invincible, guys? We enjoyed we're, we're the finished, episode. I love that episode. Well, do we do we need to give a midnight meter for, for halfway, Invincible? Halfway midnight, midnight meter? Halfway midnight meter. Okay, let's do that. Halfway really quick. Uh, Jomi, start. Man, why do I got to I gotta go, man? Gotta leave. Now uh, you know how it feels. Yeah, it's true. I'm going to give it I'm going to give it a nine mm-hmm. so far. Give give it a nine. I'm rocking with it, bro. Like that last episode, man. The like was was crazy, bro. Let's be let's be for real. And again, I like the progression, like the emotional journeys of the characters that like we're really into. And so, like if they can like land a plane, we're watching something special. I'm yeah. gonna give it a nine. I'm gonna give it a nine as well. Yeah, this is gonna be a seven. You know, uh, it's, <laughs> there's a lot of room for improvement, but there's solid, solid See, ground. Uh, and, and you you don't take this seriously, bro. Like you, you for real don't you don't take this seriously, bro. You 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 like you like I feel I feel like you come in you kind of like one of them you you like one of them teachers who's like cool I'm gonna come in right and like it's a hundred percent but since it's like like I didn't like the way you looked at me it's ten percent off right and then you came into class two minutes late that's another ten percent off so your whole grade just has an eighty right now you gotta work your way you gotta work your way back. How the midnight meter works essentially is like a seven is a 70%. 11 is basically like extra credit. Like you went above and beyond. 12 is perfect, perfect. We've never seen this. You telling me this season, like the season, of te- the, like this half season of television is a C? If we're saying the first three episodes were really, really slow and the fourth episode picked that? it up, it's a pass. Well, you said that. All I right. ain't never said that. Van, do your whole war treaties, please. Whatever you're about to do. You're tripping. Like, I, can't, I, can't, I can't. Y'all tripping, bro. Mulligans. We're going to do this. Dog, we're going to grab our 40s. We're going to grab the malt liquor. We're going to do <laughs> mulligans in a fucking couple weeks. And like, I will be vindicated. I, I will be wait. vindicated. A C is crazy, small, bro. Small. I, I, think it's a, I think a 90, I think it's a low A. And so I'm saying it's a low A. I, I think that these four episodes are an A. I think there was some doubt in my mind about the direction. But I think when I look at everything in its totality, especially after episode four, I'm willing to give this a 90. So this will be my last point. And the reason why I'm giving it a very, very solid 70, a solid 70, Mm -hmm. is there was a lot of momentum coming off Invincible in that first season. I would say even if you ask the streets, I'm not hearing as much about Invincible. And I do think a lot of that has to do with splitting the season up in the first three episodes being very slow. Am I being a hater or I don't think being you're being a hater. A hater. I, do. I don't think well Jomi might think you're being a hater. I don't think you're being a hater at all. I think uh if you if that's the way you feel, that's the way you feel. And, and I, here's the thing, you want to know how I know I'm not a hater? Because I fucking apologized to Jomi yesterday. All right. Jomi put me on a blue eye samurai. I was fucking wrong. I didn't trust him. Blue eye samurai is he's like one of the best things I've seen in a fucking minute. Van, you gotta tap in. Can I ask you why he's blue eyed though? Oh, it's crazy. Oh, it's crazy, but I can't even spoil it. <laughs> like, here's the thing. Here's the thing. You're going to watch the first episode. You'll be like, fuck this. And then by the end, you like, I'm locked in. All right. All right. Blue Eye Samurai. It. Watch the first episode, bro. It's lit. I'll watch the first episode of Blue Eye Samurai today. Say less. All 
All right, guys, that is a wrap. Make sure to follow us on socials, Insta, Twitter, Facebook. You know what it is. On Monday, Button Mash will be doing a game swap on games they missed in 2023. Also on Monday, House of R will be reacting to the first of three Doctor Who 60th anniversary specials. And the Midnight Boys will be back on Wednesday. Our producers today are Jonathan Kerma, Isaiah Blakely. Shout out to Jomia Deneron. Steve isn't here, so I don't have a hashtag. An additional production from Steve Allman and Arjuna Romper. We hope y'all gave thanks. The Invincible midseason was crazy. And don't be like Omni-Man out here fucking and making tons of babies. Beep!